I really believe once you stop learning, once you stop being interested in things, life is done. This is The Playbook. I am so excited. I have the founder and CEO of one of my favorite companies, Masterclass, David Rogier. Welcome to The Playbook. Excited to be here. Well, let me tell you why Masterclass is one of my favorite uh, companies in the world. And it's because I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people, with Sadhguru, by the way, over a billion people to be happy, to teach them how to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. And I'm looking for people and ideas that allow people or empower people to do just that. Because if I can empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people, we can create this collective consciousness. And when I stumbled upon Masterclass, I said, wow, this is an incredible format, an incredible business that allows empowerment at its essence around the world. And speaking to that, what was your inspiration? I know what my inspiration is to use it and to love it, but was your inspiration to found it? A big part of my inspiration was actually from my grandmother. My grandmother instilled in me, the only thing that someone can't take away from you is your education. And I thought, hey, I got this one shot. What do I want to do? I want to try to build something that other people can't take away from others. And what that meant for me is I want to try to make it possible for anybody in the world to learn from the absolute best. That was it. And you did it. And was your grandmother by chance beyond the depression era? Was she a Holocaust survivor or just the? She, my grandmother was. So my grandmother on, um, was on a family vacation when the Nazis invaded. Um, her dad, her father died. She, she fled to, she fled to new, to the East coast. Only job she gets in a factory floor. And she kept working the factory floor and decided she wanted to become a doctor and became one. And she was a big part of my inspiration. I love that. My mom always told me, if you're not going to invest in yourself, what are you ever going to invest in? But she also learned the fetus wasn't fully developed till after graduate school. So it was nice to see your grandmother uh, fulfilled all the Jewish destiny that my, my grandma and mom portrayed onto me. Um, now, there's a lot of new entrepreneurs uh, that are in my community. And we see successful businesses at the end. And we get this false perception of overnight successes. And I love to delve into what you knew then compared to what you know now, but what you wish you would have known when you started the business. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much I did, I did not know. Um, I think uh, the two biggest things were... Um, I didn't know this was going to be the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I've lost friends. I put on weight. I've learned about a level of stress that I didn't know existed. Um, but it is also, if you can get through that, it, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done. The, the, to be able to work with people that you want to work with, to be able to have impact in the world at a scale that you never had before, to work on something that you care about, I mean, that is addicting and get, and gives purpose. And so I wish I knew that this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done, but also if I could push through it, it's going to be the, the best thing I've ever done because at those really dark times, you do not know that. So, yeah. It's so true. I always say, gosh, looking back at my own career and the blessings that I've had, I always wondered if I knew what it was going to take to get to where I'm at today. I wonder if I have 
the desire and heart and soul to do it. And I, I do question that. Now, it's interesting because, you know, I started in the internet in 92 and my a time where my mom actually told me the internet was a fad and that I graduated law school. And if I wasn't a real lawyer, I was going to lose everything in this internet thing. Um, there, in, in, Justice Scalia actually told me uh, about our legal research online that people can't do research online, that you needed books. Whoa. That's how long ago I was working with the internet. Now, there's so many streaming and learning platforms since we created Westlaw uh, in LexisNexis years ago. Um, but you have set yourself apart. And I always say there's a certain frequency or vibration that uh, is the reason why certain things succeed on the same opportunity. And I see masterclass as the best of breed, a higher frequency. Why do you think it has set itself apart with the other learning platforms that are so available? The first one is when we say it's from the best in the world, we actually mean it's from the best in the world. Our instructors have, you know, we have, we have a beetle. We have, you know, a, we have multiple, we have multiple Nobel Prize winners, right? Um, I mean, we have Academy Award winners, right? I mean, these are actually the best in the world. That's number one. And that's the huge number one. The, sec the second one is our clashes actually inspire change. And when people mean, when I say change, it can be change in your own in your own life. You know, we have a negotiation class taught by Chris Foss, the for the for the former lead FBI hostage negotiator. That class, how do you inspire change? First, you got to get it to something that you actually want to learn. Two, you got to make it something that you're gonna you're gonna be excited to take. So, what does Chris Foss do? He teaches you the things he learned. He also walks you through and he plays the audio tapes of negotiations that he did, right? And so, and then says, hey, what things can you learn from that that you can apply into your own life? And then. And then the other type of change is change that fundamentally impacts the world. One, one of the classes I'm most proud, I'm most proud of is a class that we launched only a couple months ago um, on black history, on black love, and on cis and on systematic racism. That class will change how you view our country. And it's phenomenal. It's 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 amazing, and it's those classes that change how you see the world. And it doesn't matter on what is what I think actually separates us. It absolutely does, and that's the frequency that I was trying to illustrate, and you explained so eloquently. Um, it's interesting because learning is so important to both of us. Uh, I have a big campaign for 2022, my own. You've heard of the world's most interesting man, the Dosakis guy. Well, I want to be the world's most interested man. You know, Dave Belcher once asked a hundred open-ended questions just to find out how he could be of service or value to someone. And that's awesome. When I think about your platform, I think about the world's most interested people, not the world's most interesting. They're, they're learners, they're intelligent followers. Learning's always been important to you, but what has changed about learning in 2022 because of all that we've been through? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great campaign to be around. <laughs> the, the, the world, look, it used to be for our parents that what you learned in school would last you for most of your life. Maybe independent profession, you take a class a year to stay up to date. <laughs> the rate of change has not only increased so much that that's no longer the case, but the rate of change is actually continually, it's continually increasing. So you continually have to stay up to date. 
right? And so every day you have to be engaged in the world to be able to stay up to date. And then in the last, you know, two, three, three years, there have been systematic shifts in our culture and our how we live our lives, how we work. And if you're not constantly thinking about that and constantly trying to adapt and change and, and ask questions and question your own thoughts, you are going to, you are going to be left behind. Um, I, I really believe once you stop learning, once you stop being interested in things, life is done. And, you know, a normal question to ask someone that has had the exponential success that you've had is just the change in your approach to leadership. But I think there's a duality to leadership today that's different asking a great entrepreneur like yourself. One, of course, I want to know how your own approach has changed from the beginning, but really want to know what has changed today because of the pandemic, because of the activity we get paid for has changed, the remote working, et cetera. So I'd love for you to get share some of the wisdom of leadership perspective from the beginning to the extraordinary accelerated change of leadership today. Yeah. I mean, look, the things I've done that have had the biggest impact on my life uh, on how I lead, right? And, and I encourage any, everybody listening, if you're an entrepreneur, to think about these things is number one, how do you surround yourself with people that imagine you were playing chess for all those chess players out there and you're thinking about the moves that you can make, but imagine most of life, most of the board is like dark. You actually can't see all the moves or all the, all, all the pieces on the board. How do you surround yourself by people? They're going to show you the rest of the board. So the, the best thing I did, and I messed this up in the beginning. I got this wrong, um, but pick two or three folks that are a couple stages ahead of you at every stage. So at every stage, when you grow, you got to change the folks around you. So you can talk to people who are going to show you more of the board. And you want people, to, you want to go to them, not for advice. You don't be like, hey, I'm stuck in this situation. I'm not sure what to do. What should I do? No, no, no. It's you want to know what they would do. So you, And you don't have to listen to them, but you can see more of the board. So I like finding people that have extreme points of view that are, are very, are, aren't afraid to share how, how they feel about something. And you might not agree, but you want those extreme points of view. So number one, I always try to do that because I'm trying to see more of the board. Two is you got to recognize, and it took me a while, the job of the entrepreneur and the CEO constantly cha changes. And nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you when it's changing, how it's changing, but it's constantly changing. If you think your job is the same right now as it was three months ago, you aren't seeing the whole board. And, and then the third one is being an entrepreneur is really hard. Um, get a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so good. You know, I, I want to compliment your PR staff because a lot of times I'm fed, you know, different types of questions or areas to cover. And, you know, looking at it, I love to be authentic in the nature of the interview. But I found a question from your PR people that I hadn't seen, and I'm going to utilize it a lot. So I want to give them credit. I appreciate that you're giving them a bunch of love. They are an yeah. amazing team and they are never afraid to tell me when I'm not seeing parts of the board. Yeah, you're made by the people who say no to you. Yeah. So make sure you yeah. keep that staff. But I, I didn't think of this question, which is so cool because I get so many people with the pandemic and the changes and the, you know, when you, you've suffered through, you know, either suffered through discipline or regret and you've made it out to the other side of success. What has stayed the same? What has stayed the same for you? What a great question. I want to thank your team. It's a really good question. Now, you're like, God damn it. That's a really tough question. That's a really tough question. All <laughs> oh, really the other good. ones are easy. <laughs> that's really good. I, 
I think, you know, I almost want to ask them, but I, I, um, I think why I started this has stayed the same. And that thread and theme has been consistent. That, that really helps because then it's about, okay, how do you apply that vision in all different ways and changing world and, and, but that core mission has stayed the same. Um, and as a result, we've kept, I mean, a lot of our team, I mean, we have people that have been in the company since before launch, lots of folks. Right. And so I think, you know, uh, yeah. So I, I, but I think what, 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 it, what lets us get great folks to join the team and stay is that it's the same mission. It's the same mission. I love that. And I study history and I study master classes because I learned something that always stays the same, which is human nature. Uh, human nature never changes. And what a great, illustration of human nature masterclass provides to us. And I do love reading history, but I also love studying masterclasses because it's beyond the experiences, the situational knowledge, the dummy tax. There's this human element, this nature that we learn and can utilize for our future happiness, um, which is to me part of the essence of what you've been able to Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, each, every one of our classes, the instructors talk about other people that mentored them, the shape that sh that helped shape them, and why they're teaching now is they want to get, they want to share and give back. The other thing that I think is just so fascinating that you see, you know, if I think of trends across all our classes and and, and instructors, is, you know, uh, <laughs> they they all are trying to continue to learn. The your campaign of being the most interested person, they are interested. I mean, you, you, if you have this fallacy, this belief that like, hey, once I reach the top of my craft, the masters of the world just kind of chill. That is not, that, that is completely wrong. They are continually wanting to learn. And partly why they also teach is they know, hey, by talking about my craft, I'm gonna learn stuff too. And so that, yeah. Amazing. Last question, we've talked about the what, the who, the how. I would like to finalize applying the why to the now. Uh, I always say prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. Prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed with many of us do. And when we have great success comes great opportunity and great options. And we really have to be experts at prioritization. Looking ahead for you, what's the number one priority for now uh, for the future of masterclass it's figuring out it's two to get more, number one to get more more to get more people more access to masterclass so what so what does that mean everything from masterclass at work which is our which is our enterprise offering which is doing fantastic and great um, we just launched sessions which is going much more in depth practical outcomes that's to get people who other you know say hey i have this need i got to fill today how how do i how do i do how do i work on that um we are launching a big part a big deal with team with with t-mobile right there'll be access to most of their subs right really working on on, on the access so that's number one and then num no number two which i'm spending a lot of my time on is saying hey in this changing world how what type of classes do people need today that they did that they did not need yesterday and those two but those two big buckets are where i'm spending most of my time i love it well i have some competition or maybe we can team together and create Love a masterclass it. on being more interested than interesting. 
which I think is an adequate capability that can be utilized uh, absolutely today and in the future. David Rogier, thank you so much. The founder and CEO of Masterclass. You're an incredible person, a philanthropist, and just a great interview. Thank you so much.